All right, weight loss warriors, welcome to the fourth and final episode of this 30-day clean eating masterclass orientation. If you did not listen to episodes one through three, you're missing out on a whole lot. So I recommend you go back and review that information. I set you up for this final episode where we're going to be talking about how to eat, what to eat, when to eat, and why. All right, so first thing I want to do is get into some weight loss common terminology. Um, A few words that people use when referring to weight loss and wellness, and I want to make sure that we're on the same page because uh, throughout this whole podcast, when I speak on health and wellness, I'll use these terms. And so I want you to know what I mean by words such as our first weight loss term, dieting. Dieting is really interesting because I've always thought about the word diet as meaning whatever you eat. But in our culture, dieting means restrictive or uh, you're not able to eat something or the other. Uh, But diet literally means whatever it is that you eat. And so some people have healthy diets and some people have not so healthy diets. But we all have a diet. And so I like to think about it more in a positive way by saying when you're looking to lose weight, you're not looking to be put on a diet. You're changing your diet from being willy nilly to being more structured in order to accomplish your goals. So you're not on a diet. We all have a diet. You're changing your diet to support your goals. Uh, The second word is starving. People uh, in my program say this to me a lot. I snack between meals because by the time the next meal comes, I'm starving. Uh, To which I say, starving is a medical condition. (laughs) It means that in the absence of food and and any sort of um, substance, you're dying from hunger. That's what starving is. And so I, I tell my clients, don't use the word starving. You're hungry and hunger is okay. Hunger is not starvation. They're two totally different things. Um, and it's possible to be overweight and malnourished, which can make you feel hungry, uh, which is why when you eat fast food, you tend to not feel very um, satiated, if, if you will. But um, it's very hard to be overweight and starve because body fat is literally old stored food. So when you don't have what I call new food, putting it in your mouth, then your body uses old food, also known as body fat. So let's kind of ease up on the dramatic phrase, starving, I'm starving. You're hungry and hunger actually is a good thing when you are losing weight for that very reason. It gives your body time to not only burn off the meal you just consumed, uh, but it gives you a little time to burn off some of that stored food. And it gives you time to figure out what you like to do besides chew when you're hungry, Uh, when you're stressed out or bored. Food is not to be used as entertainment. So that time when you're in between meals and you're feeling a little hungry, that's not a bad thing. And and people really freak out about things like their stomach growling as if that's some sort of medical diagnosis. Oh no, my stomach growled, pulled fire alarm and eat all the chips. It does not constitute an emergency. Hunger is your friend. All right. So let's take starving out of the equation. Uh, The next term is servings. I talk a lot about portion sizes and serving sizes 
uh, in this program because that's one way that you can monitor your weight or your intake without having to actually count calories is to be observant of serving sizes which are on the back of packages or you can google what is a serving of chicken or or steak and the reason that serving sizes are so important is because it tells you about how much of a food is enough and then you make the decision if you want to have multiple servings uh, which doesn't necessarily mean you're overeating but it does mean you're consuming more than one portion of a certain food so one serving of uh, ground turkey for instance is four ounces where one serving of mayonnaise is one tablespoon so imagine if you didn't have a frame of reference you may use uh, mayonnaise in quarter cups as opposed to uh, two tablespoons um, and that that is where the trouble happens is when you don't observe the appropriate amount of a specific food to eat so serving sizes really do matter um, and that's another reason it's so important that you get yourself a set of measuring spoons measuring cups and a food scale it doesn't have to be an expensive food scale I spoke about that in the second episode I want to say so portions matter please use your food um, measuring instruments until you get to train your eye after a while of using these instruments tablespoons measuring cups and uh, your food scale after about maybe three weeks to a month of using them you'll be able to guesstimate a scientific guess how many ounces or portions of what have you you're putting on your food but in the beginning while you're training your eye and while you're looking to lose rapid weight you really want to make sure that you monitor your intake because a free hand is the devil all right let's move on to this next common weight loss term which is carbs people think that in order to lose weight you cannot eat carbs in fact a lot of my newer students come in and they're like wait a minute there is uh, cereal and bread on your meal plan how how can that be and uh, the answer to that is that carbs are not the enemy they're just really easy to overeat and a lot of times we consume way more man-made carbs than we should so the difference between man-made carbs and naturally occurring carbs uh, is super important man-made carbs are things that had to go through some sort of uh, factory process in order to be ready for uh, sale so that's things like uh, pasta cereal bread crackers cakes cookies and these sorts of things where it's not just one food it's a combination of a bunch of food a lot of times a lot of white flour white sugar or binders or additives that are used to make this food pretty or keep it um, on the shelf as long as possible those are processed food so you can get your carbs through processed means man-made means and this is going to lead to eating a lot more calories than you would if you ate naturally occurring carbs which are rice oats wheat barley sprouted breads uh, these things are potatoes actually white potatoes and sweet potatoes those are all fine to eat um, they, they are naturally occurring they are actually made to work with our bodies and they tend to have less calories than the refined and processed carbs uh, 
So when we talk about carbs, I'd want you to kind of let go of the idea that, okay, I'm going to follow this 30-day challenge meal plan, but I'm going to take the carbs out because you're going to do yourself a disservice. I say this too. If you're someone who does not mind doing the Atkins type of of meal meal planning or, or diet where you take out the carbs and the rice and all these things and you have no problem with it, even the fruit, take out the fruit, you have no problem with it, then that's fine. That's the meal plan that works for you. But if you're someone who enjoys a sandwich every now and then or croutons on your salad or wrap here and there, bowl of oatmeal in the morning, then you want to learn how to work those things into your diet. And so it is not necessary to take out all carbs in order to lose weight. What's important, again, going back to a previous term, is your servings of carbs. Uh, It's really easy to overeat cookies or chips, where it's not that easy to overeat uh, rice or a potato because they actually have fiber and things like that that are made to fill you up. And uh, again, they have the vitamins that you need to, um, to keep your body moving right? So carbs are not the enemy. Overeating them is the problem. And then lastly, balanced meal. I'm going to talk a lot about balanced meals. In fact, in a moment, we're going to get into how to create balanced meals. First of all, a balanced meal is a meal that has all of the macros present on your plate. So you've got your good carbs that I just spoke about, the naturally occurring carbs. You've got lean proteins, which we're going to get into in a second. And then you have good fats and condiments. That is a balanced meal. And the reason that a balanced meal is important is because if you eat a balanced meal, not only did you get the energy from the calories to keep you moving, but you also get the nutrition from the vegetables, from the good fats and so forth that actually make you feel good after you eat these foods, a balanced meal. So say what you want. After you eat a McDonald's value meal, yes, you're full, but you feel a little sick. Like you feel a little like I need to go lay down or, you know, that food kind of drags you down. And that's the reason is because it's a lot of bulk. It's a lot of material, but very little nutrition. And so even though you feel stuffed after eating, a processed meal like a fast food meal you feel stuffed when you first eat it but like 90 minutes later you're feeling like a little hungry again and it's not because you didn't have enough calories it's because you did not have enough nutrition and so your body is going to constantly send the signal out hoping that the next thing you eat will give it the nutrition it needs it's like thank you for the calories and i dare say if you overate you're going to store the fat the extra calories as fat and your body's still going to tell you that you're hungry. Um, and this is how people get trapped into that cycle that leads to obesity when you eat low nutritional foods. So this is why it's so important to get those macros into every single meal. All right, let's look at the details of this uh, balanced eating. So let's, let's look at this as a grocery list. So if you get a pen and paper, we're going to write out our are three categories under macros, are three macros as categories, I should say. And the first category is going to be our good carbs. Second category is going to be our our lean protein. And the third is going to be healthy fats and condiments. So under good carbs, there are two different ways that you can get good carbs into your diet. The first way is through starches, things like rice, oats, barley, wheat, 
whole grains and sprouted breads and products. Those are ways to get starchy carbs into your diet. And these are the things that we usually associate with carbs, breads and things like this. But there's another way to get carbs into your diet, healthy carbs into your diet, and that's through plants. We don't think about it, but vegetables have carbs especially corn, potatoes, peas, but also squash, leafy greens, broccoli, lettuce, and even fruit have carbs. So when you make your grocery list, you want to think about these two subcategories. Under carbs, you're going to have your starches, and then you're going to list all of the whole grain, naturally occurring starches that you like. And then under plant carbs, you're going to list all the fruit and vegetables that you like. And I will say, with fruit and vegetables, uh, sorry, with the vegetables, the greener, the better. Uh, but you do want to eat your colors. So there's nothing to say you can't eat a little corn or, or so forth or potatoes, white potatoes or cauliflower. But you do want to try and get as many of the rich, deep, dark color foods in your diet as possible, like beets and dark greens, collards, kale and uh, um, asparagus, broccoli, things like that. Uh, the color of a food does indicate its nutritional uh, nutritional density. So a food that's white, a food that is white is going to be less nutritious than a food that is purple, for instance. So just something to think about. So under your category of carbs, you got your starches. You're going to take your time and list all your healthy starches, and then you're going to list all of your healthy plant carbs. And there is your grocery list for carbs. Next is your lean proteins. Again, two ways you can get lean protein into your diet. There's through animal products, and then there's through plant-based products. So the animal um, products are straight up meat and dairy. Um, but with meat and dairy, you want to make sure that it's trimmed of any skin or visible fat. Uh, you want to make sure that you're eating real cheese, not the uh, Velveeta or the Kraft Singles. Those are kind of like edible wax. That's why they melt so well. You want to go to the deli and get like good um, arsenic cheeses, cheddar or uh, feta and Swiss, Gouda. These are the cheeses that have been around for hundreds of years. These are the cheeses that have a higher amount of protein and lower amount of fat and they're not as processed as the fake Kraft and Velveeta cheeses. Those, dare I say, have no cheese in them. And uh, then you want to go for eggs, yogurt, and even cottage cheese when you're looking for your animal healthy, uh, animal-based proteins. And then under the plant-based proteins, especially in this era, there are so many plant-based protein options. Everybody's got a black bean burger or a veggie burger. Even at the fast food restaurants now, we've got the Impossible Whopper and the uh plant-based chicken sandwiches at certain restaurants. So this is a wonderful time to get into some plant-based options. I've been getting into plant-based eating for a really long time. Maybe 15 years ago, the products were absolutely disgusting. <laughs> they tasted experimental, but now they've got it together. I just had a Burger King Impossible Whopper this past weekend, and I like it more than I like the Burger King um, I guess you call it beef patty because uh, it's not as greasy. The texture is more solid. I really enjoy it. So in this day and age, going plant-based is so easy with your proteins. But examples of plant-based proteins are nuts, seeds, beans, legumes, quinoa, tofu, 
And again, all of those products, Boca, uh, Morningstar, Beyond Meat, there's so many options. And if you think you don't like them, give them a try. I've even gone on YouTube and learned how to make uh, burgers out of mushrooms and uh, things like that. So there's so many options. Explore. Just explore that. All right. So that's our first two categories, carbs and proteins. Now let's look at some healthy fats and condiments. Again, we're going to divide this into two different categories. And there's nothing to say that you should only eat out of one or the other of these categories. But under healthy fats and condiments, you want to look for things that are unsaturated, polyunsaturated, monounsaturated, Uh, fats and that's on the food label so you got to get acquainted with the back of the package people can't just shop with the front of the package in mind pick it up turn it over and see what you're working with Um, things that are unsaturated are things like healthy fats like olive oil coconut oil even avocado and avocado oil Um, these are things that don't cause artery blockage they actually um, assist with your nervous system your nerves are coated in fat and so when you have a healthy fat it supplements this um, these uh, it's called myelin sheaths I want to say that surround your nervous system so eating a good amount of fat is good for your brain and your nervous system the good fats but the saturated fats such as um, with frying food and in, in, uh, vegetable oil or butter or mayonnaise gravy and sauces lots of mayonnaise and dairy and creamy dressings these are saturated fats which don't operate the same way um, these are the things that do cause artery clog it uh, clogging in your arteries and can raise your blood pressure and do have the uh, the fats that are not beneficial to you so be just mindful of that and it's not to say that you know throw away all your butter and your mayonnaise but again back to that word servings when it comes to your condiments whether they're healthy or not whip out that tablespoon and use it until you train your eye to know just how stingy one tablespoon of salad dressing is (laughs) i say it's tight but it's right All right, so it's really important that you use your measuring tools with these condiments, whether they're healthy or not. A good way to uh, swap out some of your saturated condiments would be to switch out your creamy dressings for vinaigrettes like Italian or uh, all the, oh my gosh, so many balsamic vinaigrette. There's uh, red wine vinaigrettes, so many different vinaigrette dressings, but that vinegar is very healthy and um Then you want to use things like mustard, Parmesan cheese, pasta sauce, soy sauce, hot sauce. Pickles are very low in uh, calories but give you a lot of flavor. Things like olives, uh, peanut butter. You want to think about peanut butter as a condiment, not a protein. Uh, uh, Yes, it has protein in it, but unless you made your own peanut butter, it is probably 50% fat and 50% protein, honestly. So you really want to look at peanut butter as something that is a condiment, meaning it's served in tablespoons. And um, it is it does have healthy aspects to it because it does have the nuts, the, pe- the peanuts in it, but it's very, very high in uh, calories and fat. So perfect example of that is one level tablespoon of, let's say, mayonnaise and one level tablespoon of peanut butter have about the same amount of calories. So that's just something to be mindful of. Just because it's healthy doesn't mean you get to overeat anything. 
Okay, so now let's get into how to build these balanced meals through our, um, I'm sorry, no, let's get into the weight loss guidelines. So these are the things that I go over with my clients to get them ready for uh, starting this meal plan. The first thing is eat only three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make sure that they're balanced meals. We just spoke about what that means. Make sure that you get uh, very few of your calories through beverages. So you want to drink water. I spoke about that in great detail in the last video. Uh, don't waste your calories on soft drinks and juice and things like that. If you want orange juice, just eat an orange. You get a lot more nutrition. You get the fiber. It's not processed. It has no added sugar. Um, and you still get that, that orange um, taste. So snacks are not necessary. In fact, snacks are the things that lead most people to uh, becoming overweight because those snacks can add up to small meals. Dare I say large meals. And before you know it, you're like, wow, I eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And every now and then I run to the vending machine. Well, those trips to the vending machine or grabbing a handful of chips or uh, that, that uh, co-worker who keeps a bowl of M&M's and every time you walk by, you're swiping the M&Ms. That stuff adds up to meals. So when you eat only breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it keeps you mindful of your eating habits. You know that if you got something in your hand and you're about to put it in your mouth and it's between your meal time, you're more likely to be triggered to put that, that, put that down. As opposed to if you're grazing all day, you're like, oh, I'll just add this in later. Or, okay, I'll just remember that I had uh, these peanuts or what have you. Just stick with three meals a day. Snacks are for kids. You don't need it. Again, give your body time to not only burn off the meal you just ate, but a little bit of that body fat. Hunger is not an affliction. You're fine. It's okay to be hungry. And in fact, fasting between meals is our next guideline. You want to fast for four to six hours between meals. Um, we talk a lot now about this intermittent fasting as if it is some sort of new phenomenon, but if you eat only breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you are technically fasting between meals, which again, research it. There are so many health benefits to fasting, including just giving your body time to rest between meals. If you're constantly eating a meal and then two hours later, you're nibbling and then a meal and then two hours later, your body's constantly processing food, which can cause your organs to break down a lot faster and it can cause you to gain weight. Again, because those meals add up. Even if you don't add up those calories, your body adds up every single calorie. So fast for four meal, four hours between, four to six hours between meals. And it doesn't matter what time you have breakfast. I'm one of those people who has breakfast at about 11 o'clock. I wake up and I have coffee and do my workout and uh, fire up the laptop. And then around 11 or 12 o'clock, I'll have my first meal. And then uh, four to six hours later, where most people are having dinner, I'm having my second meal um, around five o'clock lunch time uh, is my lunch meal. And then my dinner, I like to have a little later in the day because I like to go to sleep with a little something in my tummy sometimes. Um, and so that's why I push my meals back on purpose. If you don't need that, if you like to have your breakfast at first thing in the morning, that's fine. Just note the time and push your next meal back four to six hours fasting until your next meal. And that means don't nibble, don't pinch, no candy, none of that. Drink water or uh, one of your calorie-free beverages, but keep it moving.
there is no reason to snack between meals. Even if you're someone who's diabetic and they say, well, I have to eat with my medication or I, I have to eat because I have blood sugar fluctuations. If you are eating a balanced meal, you won't have blood sugar fluctuations. Processed carbs cause blood sugar fluctuations. So if you're eating the way I just spoke about and the way we're about to get into in a second here, your blood sugar will become stable because why? You're eating the way the human body was designed to eat. We weren't designed to eat donuts and cakes and and drink Mountain Dew. All those things are man-made things that we created in factories to entertain the American appetite, which is horrible. Like we're we're the fattest, one of the fattest countries in the world for that reason. Other countries eat real food. Um, And so this, for instance, is why you see people in Asia, they eat a lot of rice. Well, I thought rice made you gain weight. No, overeating makes you gain weight. So fasting for four to six hours, if you're diabetic, monitor your blood sugar while you follow these guidelines. And I guarantee you, you will be shocked by how stable your blood sugar level is when you eat balanced meals, even if you fast for four to six hours between meals, drinking your water. All right. Next thing is you want to make sure that you take a multivitamin. There are so many different types of vitamins from A to Z, from Whole Foods to Walmart. It's really up to you where you get that multivitamin. If you're someone who likes a more pure vitamin, then you definitely want to uh, go to a Whole Foods outlet and get a really pure vitamin. But if that's not something that you're really super um, concerned with, then as long as it is uh, from A to Z, vitamins A to zinc, then um, the more important thing is that you're consistent with your vitamin intake. And the reason for that is not only the obvious, you need vitamins, but our food does not have the ability to give us all of the vitamins and nutrients we need. So this is a good way to make sure that you're not craving something that's missing from your diet uh, when you have that multivitamin consistently Um, in your life. Uh, The other thing is water. I say this all the time. Weight loss guideline is water is all you need. When you are, uh, when you do begin this meal plan, make sure that you go to the grocery store. If you like bottled water, grab yourself a case. If you like refillable water jars, grab that. Um, If you like calorie free or low calorie water enhancers, I spoke about that in the last video, grab those. But water is all you need. Eliminate drinking anything that has calories. There's no reason to waste calories on beverages. There's just no reason for it. So 64 ounces a day is the goal. I told you in the last video how to monitor how much water you need and keep water on you at all times. This way, when you are feeling some type of way, whether it's a little hungry or or dehydrated or low energy, you got that water right there with you. Okay, now let's get into how to build your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. These three meals we spoke about. Um, First thing is breakfast. Breakfast is that time of day when you want to go ahead and have a couple of servings of carbs. A couple meaning two. So that could be two slices of toast. That could be a couple of servings of oatmeal or cereal. Um, Whatever it is that you enjoy having in terms of your carbs, your good carbs, have those as early as possible. So two carbs in the morning. You want to make sure you have one serving of protein at least. And then in the morning is when I recommend you get your fruit in. Uh, The earlier in the day you take in these carbs, the more time you have to burn them off so that you can be in fat burning mode by the time you go to bed. So breakfast has two carbs, one protein, and one serving of fresh fruit or vegetables. 
And then four to six hours later, your lunch is gonna have one serving of carbohydrates. This is not mandatory, but if you wanna put croutons on your salad or have an open-faced um, sandwich, you can, or, or half a pita, you can do that at lunch. If you're someone who is good with having carbs only at breakfast, you can eliminate carbs the rest of the day, that's fine. Um, again, you're gonna get carbs through vegetables anyway. So lunch, you wanna have one carb, if at all, uh, one starchy carb, then you're gonna have two proteins and at least one serving of vegetables if your protein is not plant-based. So lunch, one carb, two proteins, at least one vegetable, and then dinner, so important. Don't eat carbs, the starchy carbs at night. The reason for that is your body primarily seeks energy through carbs. And if there is no sugar or carbs in your blood, then your body goes straight to burning fat. So if you burn off all those carbs from breakfast and lunch by dinner, and you have a dinner that has no starchy carbs, what are you, what are you gonna do all night long? Burn fat all night long. Uh, and so this is setting you up to burn the optimal amount of fat uh, because we burn most of our body fat at night at rest. And uh, we think that we burn more of our fat when we're jumping around and all of this in our workouts. That's more where you burn calories. But at rest is when we burn the most body fat. So no carbs at night. So let's look at some examples of what that would look like in a day. Breakfast, two slices of toast, one serving of peanut butter, which if you put peanut butter on warm toast, one tablespoon goes a long way. One serving of peanut butter and then one banana. So we've seen people do a peanut butter and banana sandwich. You can toast your bread, put a little peanut butter on the two slices, and then divide your banana slices up between the two pieces of bread. That's a really good balanced breakfast. And then a good lunch would be, like I said earlier, an open-faced burger. So you've got your burger bun or one slice of bread toasted. And then on top of that, you want to put your burger patty, whether it's plant-based or animal-based, maybe one slice of cheese, and then load it up with all of the vegetables you love. Lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion. Um, these are all free foods because vegetables are very low in calories. And then you want to monitor your condiments, ketchup, mayo. Mustard is actually free. It has no calories. But an open face burger would be a great lunch and then dinner my favorite go-to is a good salad so a caesar salad you can get almost anywhere they're easy to make at home but again because we don't eat carbs at night you want that caesar salad to be crouton free so go ahead and get your romaine you toss a little parmesan on it monitor your servings of dressing toss that all together put your grilled chicken in there and you got yourself a wonderful satisfying dinner so that's an example of what a healthy day of eating looks like. Please contact me if you have any questions above and beyond what I'm going over here. I know it's a lot of information, but I wanted to introduce myself and give you all some really tangible steps to take to start to lose weight now. Um, and I hope that you will subscribe and um, hit the notification button so that when I do record new podcasts, you'll get notified immediately. This series is also available on YouTube. If you want to actually see the video of me going through this masterclass, my YouTube um, name is Rapid Results Works with an exclamation point at the end, Rapid Results Works. And uh, this exact four-part masterclass is already uploaded on YouTube. 
All right, so let's talk about how to track your progress. The first thing you want to do is uh, we talked about what kind of scale to get in the first or second masterclass, but you want to weigh in one day a week. My suggestion is a Sunday or Monday because I've learned over the 15 years I've been doing this that when people weigh in on Fridays or midweek, they tend to lose their whole mind <laughs> all weekend long and then they're in this this uh, process of trying to get this weight back off by the next weigh-in where if you weigh in on Sunday or Monday it keeps that 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 tendency to overeat on the weekends in check so one day a week I recommend Sunday or Monday make sure that you weigh yourself on the same scale I can't tell you how many times people have contacted me and said well my home scale said I weigh 180 but my doctor scale said I weigh 178 First of all, two pounds is a good bowel movement, so that's really not significant. But if you do want to be scientific about it, use the same scale every time so that you know that uh, you're getting a consistent result. And make sure that that scale is calibrated, you got fresh batteries, and sit that scale on a solid surface, not grass or carpet. Press down on all four corners individually to make sure it doesn't rock so you know it's level. And again, make sure that you uh, your scale is calibrated and uh, use that same place on the floor each time you weigh in. So don't weigh in in the bathroom sometimes, sometimes in the living room, sometimes on the deck. No, wherever you weigh in, that is the place where your scale goes. Put a piece of tape there or something. Put the scale there every single time, again, to get a consistent result. And then make sure you write down, keep a, a journal of your weight trend so that you can see when you start to get stuck at a plateau and you know, okay, if I've been at the same weight for two weeks, then I need to adjust my portion sizes or my cardio. Um, the answer is never, I need to drink more water. People kill me with that. Well, I didn't reach my weight goal because I didn't drink enough water. Well, water doesn't have calories, so it technically cannot affect your weight loss. Um, that's an excuse. So uh, make sure you track your weight and, and be honest with yourself. If you are stuck, you need to do some work. You need to dig deeper. And like I said, I'm here to help you if you need me. And then lastly, you want to revisit your goals, reassess your goals every 30 days. We spoke in the other podcast about how you set ultimate weight loss goals versus your 30-day weight loss goal and how you break that down into weekly weight loss goals. Well, every four weeks, every month, you want to sit down, look at your weight loss trend, look at your cardio uh, workout routine, uh, look at your grocery list, and make any necessary adjustments to prepare yourself for that next month. So say, okay, today is the first of whatever. This month, I plan to lose 20 pounds. And then you divide that 20 pound goal into four weekly weight loss goals. If it's a little too high, you want to adjust your, your 30 day goal, make it feel comfortable, but it shouldn't be a pound a day. Uh, I'm sorry. It shouldn't be a pound a week unless you are really small, like 150 pounds or less. If you are in the category of morbidly obese, obese or overweight, you're capable of losing more than a pound a week. Push yourself. Okay. It's called rapid results. All right. So that concludes this whole masterclass. I hope that this was extremely helpful. Um, I really invite you to uh, stay on and stay in the loop because I'm going to start uploading a bunch of weight loss and wellness videos specifically on YouTube. So if you're not a YouTube 
follower of mine, go ahead over to YouTube, Rapid Results Works, exclamation point, and uh, subscribe there and hit that notification because I am in the mood for uploading videos right now. So here they come. In a future video, I'm going to talk about how to know how many calories you need per day and how to get those in through balanced meals. I'm also going to talk about how to snack responsibly and what is a snack and what is something that's a little bit too big to be considered a snack. Um, and so we're going to get into a bunch of that. Just keep in touch. If you need my help, please know that you can email me rapidresultsworks at gmail.com. You can text or call 216-694-8414. Check me out on Instagram at F-A-T-N-C-L-E. And my website is F-A-T-N-C-L-E, fatnclee.com.